0: Hello, and welcome to the Muskegon History and Beyond podcast from the Lakeshore Museum Center. Today's topic will be the first of a two-part episode on the Knights of the Maccabees fraternal order. Fraternal orders and organizations are groups that are formed based on a common bond, such as religion, previous membership, or common interests. Some are associated with professions, such as the Fraternal Order of Police, while others are focused on academic traditions. Contemporary fraternal orders and organizations usually have secular purposes, including social, cultural, and mutually beneficial or charitable aims. The majority of fraternal organizations have specific regalia, awards, and symbols, along with initiation and other ritual ceremonies. Modern-day fraternal organizations in the United States include the Elks, Freemasons, Odd Fellows, along with university fraternities and sororities, along with many others. The Knights of the Maccabees were founded in 1878 in London, Ontario, as a fraternal order society. The name of the order is taken from history. The Maccabees were a Jewish group that revolted against Antiochus IV and the Seleucid Empire in the name of freedom of religion. Judas Maccabeus was the leader of this group who managed to secure the Jewish state of Judea in the 2nd and 1st century BCE. The aspects of Judas Maccabeus' feats that appealed to the founders of the modern Maccabees were persistence, his wisdom in his use of power, and the fact that he is thought to be the first recorded military leader to order his soldiers to reserve a part of their spoils for the widows and orphans of their fallen colleagues. It is from this historic figure and story that the Knights of the Maccabees based their name, rituals, practices, and regalia. The motto of the Knights of the Maccabees was the Latin phrase, Astra Castra Numen Lumen, which means the stars, my camp, the deity, my light. In addition to the fraternal aspects, the Knights of the Maccabees also provided low cost insurance to its members, provided for end of life expenses. And even had full cemeteries just for Knights of the Maccabee members. Though the group originated in Canada, it slowly spread throughout the United States as well. The first convention for the group was held on August 7, 1878, and by 1880 the Maccabees already had 10,000 members. However, the costs for insurance and deaths began to financially drain the organization, So in 1880, the group leadership met in Buffalo, New York to create a new charter to better the Knights of the Maccabees. However, this new charter caused a schism between the Canadian parts of the group and the United States parts of the group. So in 1881, a separate meeting was held in Port Huron, Michigan, to create a new constitution and unite these two factions back into one Knights of the Maccabees group. Under the new Constitution, great camps could be formed in states or provinces with more than 1,000 members, and the Supreme Tent, the overall organization, operated the beneficiary aspects of the organization. The Great Camp of Michigan was incorporated on June 11, 1881, which is considered to be the foundation date of the reorganized Knights of the Maccabees. With the new Constitution, membership in the Knights of the Maccabees was open to all white persons between the ages of 18 and 70, though those over the age of 52 were ineligible for the beneficiary features. Applicants for the Knights of the Maccabees had to be of good moral character, bodily healthy, and socially acceptable. Furthermore, those engaged in extra-hazardous occupations, such as coal miners, aeronauts, People engaged in the manufacture of highly flammable or explosive material, and submarine officers were excluded from membership. In addition, no one who was involved in the liquor trade or who was an alcoholic was admitted to the Knights of the Maccabees. Certain groups of railway employees, expressmen, and firemen were allowed to join, but they had to pay an additional $0.25 for each $1,000 of their insurance cost. Even with this new constitution, organizational stability remained elusive. At the Supreme Tent in July 1881, the Michigan delegates obtained an amendment to allow individual great camps to establish their own beneficiary programs, anticipating that the national organization would become defunct. By 1882, the Knights of the Maccabees had indeed become dormant outside of Michigan, and N.S. Boynton became great record keeper and then great commander of the state of Michigan, Knights of the Maccabees. The Supreme Tent was then revived again in September 1883. On December 1st, 1896, the Knights of the Maccabees had 182,000 members across 40 states and provinces, and a third of those members were in Michigan. In 1914, the organization changed its name from the Knights of the Maccabees to just the Maccabees, And by 1915 membership had reached 331,756. In 1926 the group established headquarters in the Maccabees building in Detroit and the group remained in that building until 1960 when they moved to the Southfield suburb of Detroit. Throughout the 1930s and 1940s the Knights of the Maccabees absorbed several smaller fraternal orders. And in 1941, the group gained control of the Michigan Union Life Association, furthering its transformation from a benefit society into a modern insurance company. This change was furthered in 1962 when the Maccabees changed their name again, this time to the Maccabees Mutual Life Insurance Company. However, by 1978, membership was down to about 10,000 people. And there were only 3,500 members in the US and Canada by 1994. During its existence, the Knights of the Maccabees were a fraternal organization in good community standing. They provided not only for their members, but for the widows and children of deceased members. The group was very big in Michigan and in Muskegon, and we see evidence of that with the symbol of the Knights of the Maccabees on headstones throughout cemeteries in the Muskegon area. There have been a few modern-day attempts to resurrect the Knights of the Maccabees, but none have been very successful. In the end, the Knights of the Maccabees were a product of their time, arising when fraternal organizations were exceedingly popular and dwindling away over the course of the decades. That is all for today's episode on the Knights of the Maccabees. Keep an eye and ear out for the second half of this topic, where Jackie will focus on the ladies' arm of the Knights of the Maccabees. Thanks for listening to this episode of Muskegon History and Beyond, a podcast from the Lakeshore Museum Center.